Welcome everyone, we're about to begin with Hashem BPW number 24, that's Bayes Panimi, Shear for Women, Shear number 24. We're going to talk today about how, how in many cases some wives um, forget or don't realize that they're not behaving really as wives towards their husband, but they're taking on different types of roles the different types of, in a way, mind games and different ways that they interact with their husbands, that's not the healthy wife-husband relationship. There's sort of an assignment of a ro- of roles that they put in their mind in the way they interact with their husbands that are not, not healthy. And we're going to discuss what some of these things are and to catch ourselves and to do our best to prevent them. The first one is is the mother-child game with our husbands. And one of those greatest attributes we know that women have is that mother instinct. It's one of the greatest privileges and schusim that women have to be a mother. And most, most women love taking care of others and nurturing and making sure that everything goes smoothly and taking care of a child and Women are not afraid to roll up their sleeves and deal with children fighting with one another and all the things and that they do and from cleaning up after them and, and and changing diapers and vomiting and cleaning up after them with that. And it's tremendous kaychais and love and affection and it's the most beautiful thing in the world. But you see, it's one thing to mother our children though, but it's another to mother a grown man. And on the husband's side, they also tell them the same thing, that they can't view their wives as their mothers and don't expect that. That's really not fear, and that's not a healthy thing. But now that I'm talking on this side of the mechitza, we need to understand also that although husbands do appreciate when their wives do things from them, but they don't really appreciate when when you, you treat them like children. Um, so... Like one husband once said to a therapist, you know, I like when my wife does nice things for me. Sometimes she packs my lunch, presses my shirt after a big meeting. But sometimes she talks to me like I'm not capable of doing things myself or making decisions on my own. Sometimes she may tell tell me to bundle up or else I'll catch a cold, as if I can't tell how much outerwear I need that day. Or she'll rudely insist that I change clothes because I'm not dressed appropriate for the occasion when in fact what I'm wearing is perfectly fine, and I resent being told what to do. I'm a man, and I have a pretty sharp mind of my own, and I don't need or want someone telling me how to dress. It's humiliating. I'm not saying that's necessarily always right and wrong, but I'm conveying to you real sentiments that real men have when explaining this. One of them also said, it's unnerving how my wife harps on me like she harps on our children about doing something around the house. She can't just ask me once and trust that I do it. She keeps on bringing it up over and over again until I give in and do it out of exasperation just to quiet her down. And it makes me feel like she doesn't have any more respect for me than she does to our preschoolers. And she treats me like a child instead of a man. And I don't want to connect with her. Physically, I don't want to connect with her either. Just like I wouldn't want to have a physical relationship with my mother. So these are blunt comments, seem extreme, 
And I'm not saying it's always this extreme. But this sentiment does exist. It does exist. And it's important. The world goes the other way around too. Again, everything I've been saying in all these shiurim recently is something that I say very clearly on the other side in the chitza because these problems are a two-sided problem. Husband to wife, wife to husband, and they both need to work on it. Now, it's a little different when Khalila, your, your husband, catches the flu and he's in bed and he can't move and he has high fever and you're mothering him, meaning you're feeding him soup and you're taking care of him that way, like with a motherly love that way, here and there in a relationship, it's a healthy thing. That matziv, it's an extremely healthy thing. Other types of situations, when there's a vulnerability of a certain sort, so this motherly instinct towards a husband could sometimes be healthy. But that is not the norm. When he, It's different when he's in bed in the flu and can't take care of himself right now because he's totally out of it, and you are kind enough to take care of him and nurture him and 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 watch over him and feed him and whatever else when is it very different when he has the flu and he can't move than when he's up and around and extremely healthy then it's a different dynamic you know if if a if if a, if a wife if it's whether it's from the husband's side or the wife's side when he is perfectly perfectly healthy and he she's bringing up breakfast to him and feeding him it's abnormal and we all understand that so that's also an extreme but the idea being though is to treat each other like independent human beings that he shouldn't look at her as his mother or she shouldn't look at him as his son so that is a a, a, a dynamic that one has to be very careful to try to avoid another, another thing that is very important again husband to wife wife to husband both ways is not to treat um, not to behave like a spoiled child when interacting with your spouse the husband can't do that and the wife can't do that and um, we stress it on both sides of the mechitza as well and you know some women are manipulative that way you know I could get anything out of my husband within reason all I have to do is use the euphemism cross my legs and stop cooking and he'll cave in in a couple of days to anything I want which in simple English means I withhold the physical intimacy and starve him a few days and then then he'll wake up and cater to anything I need that is sort of a very spoiled superficial way of doing it and when a husband does it to his wife equally destructive like I said everything I'm discussing now goes both ways very often there's manipulation with money. There needs to be an honesty and an openness when discussing finances with one another, whether you have a lot of money, whether you have little money. According to many researchers, about 33% of spouses admit they, admit they have excessive credit card debt that they keep secret from their husbands or their wives. And it creates a tremendous distress for the spouse that does the spending and hiding and eventually, ultimately, it'll come out, and eventually it'll affect the marriage, and, you know, when that other spouse will indeed find out what's going on, going on, it's a matter of time. Nebuch, Nebuch, there were stories where a wife suddenly commits suicide, and no one understood why, and 
The reason became obvious when several weeks later, credit card bills came in, thousands of dollars of debt that the husband knew nothing about came rolling in, and I guess she was too either ashamed or trapped, and she killed herself. Now that's extreme and crazy, and it's so sad. But the idea is, is that there is real financial distress in a marriage, and that we don't take that lightly. That's a very serious thing. When people are very tight, it's not an easy nisayin. And we have given shiurim, and we, truth be told, is we need to give more shiurim on this subject. Uh, because it's uh, avayda, it takes hard work when one is financially tight to make sure that to have more amuna and betachen and live within your means. And it's not an easy thing. And we need to talk more about that. But I'm talking here even when Baruch Hashem, the finances are better, but nevertheless people, because of their spending habits, going beyond their means when they don't have to, also creates a lot of stress. And that also needs to be worked on. So there needs to be open communication in regards to money, in regards to finance. And just even if there are, uh, there's a couple that's struggling financially, there are times you can't think about it 24-7. There's stadlis you need to do, the tefillah you have to do. But there's many, many hours where that has to be put in the back burner and to focus on wife to husband, husband to wife, their physical needs, their emotional needs, their spiritual needs. And you you connect with each other. You do everything you can to reduce the stress and to relax as best as you can, and do everything you can to enhance your life in equality, despite the fact that there are financial pressures, to work on Amuna and trust HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and daven to Him, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives the that things get easier in these aspects. So we talked about the role sometimes they play as a mother, or as a spoiled child. Another thing is you don't act like a therapist towards your husband or towards your wife. It's it's okay and it's healthy to discuss with each other their you know, between themselves, emotions, to give each other uh, an understanding, to be a sounding board to one another, to listen to one another. That's a healthy thing. But if there is a real issue, then it's very important that they draw a line and basically say, you know, we need, you need to go to counseling. I'll support you. I'll hold your hand with you. But it's something that we can't handle on our own. So as an example, I'm giving you also another extreme example, that unfortunately, let's say you had a, a woman that went through sexual abuse as a child or as a teenager, and now they're married, and the, they have difficulty with physical intimacy because of that abuse. And she's open about it, so she, the husband knows what the problem is about. It can't be, it can't be that it's on the husband's head. And the husband ultimately will have to tell his wife, I don't mind listening to you, but you know, you, we need, you need outside help with this. And it goes the other way around with the husband. If he has specific problems if he has an OCD problem, or if he, kn- he knows he's suffering from a 
severe case of anxiety. It's not the wife's achrayas. She could help him, support him, love him. But in certain chronic issues with that, you can't, it's unfair to expect the wife to heal his anxiety. She needs to tell him, you know, if you have extreme anxiety, I can't heal it. I'll hold your hand. I'll give you the full support. I'll give you encouragement. But ultimately, you need to go to get that outside help. So that's very important. And again, it's a two-way street. Either one of them, husband or wife, that has these issues, whatever issues are that are beyond what their spouse could do for them, they need to be honest with one another about it, give support, but at the same time, not to have that unrealistic expectation that I could heal you and you could heal me. That's very important. Another issue that very often we fall into, all this is a two-way street, but we're talking now in the Shia for women, is to be a Mrs. Always Right. You know, there's a famous joke that 60 years ago I married Mrs. Right. I just didn't know at the time that her first name was Always. Mrs. Always Right. And it's a control issue. It's a major control issue. And that is a major problem. When you fail to admit that you're not perfect, you rationalize always and justify everything and um, not acknowledging you're wrong when you're wrong. And that also creates a tremendous strain in the marriage. And one may say that, okay, I, I have to control things because otherwise my husband won't do anything. And the question is to ask yourself, am I controlling because he's so passive or is he passive because I'm so controlling? So a lot of this, what we're talking about today, which is really not pleasant stuff, frankly, is a lot of soul searching. And on the men's shiurim we talk about, they have to do their soul searching. And on the women's side, they need to do their, their soul searching to really realize and understand the dynamics of their own behaviors and the effects that that could have on their spouse and on their marriage and ultimately on their children too. And we, we, we need to recognize that when we are becoming better and recognizing and we recognizing our negative patterns, we're doing ourselves a service. We're doing ourselves a chesed in becoming the best people we could possibly be and in enhancing our marriages. When we better ourselves and work on our own issues, we become, in your cases, better wives, and your husbands become better husbands to you. And I say that on the other side of the Mechitza too. When the husbands work on their own character, they're not just becoming better for themselves, but they are also enhancing their behaviors of the wives towards them. Kemayim panim al panim. A lot is that kemayim panim al panim idea. You act healthily and properly towards your spouse, it will shine right back on you. So, with the negative that we discussed, we need to realize the positive of breaking those trends, of not mothering when mothering is not healthy, 
to hold back from acting like a spoiled child or to be controlling or manipulative. And by doing so, on the positive side, you are strengthening your marriage, you're strengthening your own character, you're transforming your life in, a, in the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants it to be, and it's the biggest matana that you could give to your children as well. Bracha